Welcome back to the Human Podcast. So today I'm speaking with George Scully for the second time. If you haven't seen him in the original episode, George is one of the best people in the world at solving the Rubik's Cube. And I've got him back on to speak because he recently set a world record by solving nearly 7,000 Rubik's Cubes within a 24-hour period. This story's got a lot of news coverage. Um, George was recently on BBC News and the video on YouTube racked up nearly 700,000 views. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with George. And if you do, please hit subscribe as we're trying to grow the channel and by subscribing, it will really, really help me be able to speak to more amazing people like George. So yeah, thank you for watching and enjoy the show. George, thanks for coming back on the show. No worries, thank you so much. Thanks for having me back. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a few months. Yeah, probably, I think it's February, March, so yeah. at least half a year. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, it's good to see you again. Yeah, thanks, man. Likewise, <laughs> likewise. I mean, yeah, I was just thinking, just in case someone's not watched the first episode, we could just yes. start with a, with a demo. Absolutely. Yeah, so go ahead. Mix, mix one up. Let's take one of these uh, cubes. Mix a couple up if you want. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. These, these, are what, these are the cubes from the World Record attempt. Okay, so nice. That's what I've got them over. Okay. They are, they're just four random cubes. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not special about them, apart from the fact they're used for the World Record. But, nice. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. Okay, well, there you go. There's, there's one scramble, scrambled. So. Pretty good, right? That was uh, not, not the greatest all. I think yeah. I think when I first went on it was about six seconds, but that was more than not as good, but still. Pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's great. <laughs> okay, so you, you come back the second time because yeah, you recently set well you set a couple of world records, but kind of the main yeah. one I think was uh you sold just want to get this right, six thousand nine hundred and thirty one cubes. Yeah, that's right. Um yeah scrambled cubes in, in 24 hours and the previous record was 5,800. That's right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome and this has kind of blown up a lot. You know, I saw on BBC News earlier, you've got about half a million views on yeah, on, yeah, a, no, on no, an no, interview. No, 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 yeah. So that was cool. So, I mean, f first of all, yeah, why, what inspired you to take on this crazy challenge? Yeah, so actually, I mean, it kind of actually came about not, like, I think it wasn't something that I kind of thought of that I wanted to do. It was actually Guinness World Records got in touch with me on LinkedIn, uh, which is actually just really cool, quite out of the blue. It was back in about June. Uh, it's kind of start of the summer, and yeah, they got in touch and they said, uh, "Do you want to set some records with us?" And I was like, "Absolutely, yeah." You know, like I'm very excited by this opportunity. Uh, they didn't have anything in mind, nor did I initially, um, but I knew that I, you know, I skateboards and I've been doing that for a lot of my life, so I thought I could do something to do with that. And then obviously, I noticed there was this record that had been held for the last nine years, you know, almost a decade, and it was the most Rubik's cube solved in 24 hours, and I. I thought, I knew, you know, the average, the average solve time for that attempt equals out to about 14.89 seconds per cube. I know that on average I can solve it in, you know, seven or eight. Obviously that time though, that's including breaks, uh, the time runs on when you're braking, and that's obviously including the inspection time, which is a big part of it as well. Like you, you have no time to actually look at the cube and plan out what you're doing, you have to just get straight into the solve. Um, so, but I, I still thought, I think I'd probably, even with that average about 12 seconds, so I, I reckon I'm going to try and go for that. It's a big, it's a big, you know, a big, uh, quite demanding attempt to do, but I thought it'd be a big challenge and something that was actually fairly doable. Um, and also, I kind of thought it was something that, like, it would challenge me in terms of, like, my health, you know, uh, 24 hours, that's quite tough, you know, mentally and physically. So I thought, um, I might be able to do this, like, to get to prepare for this, I probably just get in the best shape I've ever been in. So that, that was a big part of it as well, kind of the, the preparation for it, yeah. But good to hear a bit about that, yeah, so how did you prep mentally and, uh, and physically yeah, for the food? Yeah, so, I mean... There are a few things that I kind of uh, I initially thought of. Um, so actually, 
the first thing I should mention is my uncle is a neuroscientist. Uh, he's an amazing neuroscientist as well. He's, he's quite high up. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's really cool. So he actually is a, a chief scientific officer, I believe, or something like that, for this company called Arepa. Uh, it's just like this brain food drink, uh, and it's kind of got like pine bark extract, L-theanine, all these components that kind of initiate what we call as keep as a flow state, a state where you're solving really, really well, uh, efficiently, effectively, uh, but for a sustained amount of time. Uh, so like you kind of might, might, do, might be able to do 200 solves in a row, and it, and it might have felt about, like about, about 10 minutes, even though it was probably longer. Um, so I kind of thought, okay, I'm going to try and use that repper, and that's going to keep me in, a, in this kind of this flow state for a long time. I can't just do that and like, you know, treat, not, not, treat, not treat my body right and still be able to sit up for 24 hours and then solve effectively 24 hours. So there were another couple of things that I spoke to my uncle about uh, that would kind of help with this, this, uh, this attempt. I didn't drink alcohol for 50 days. Um, I'm a 30 university student, so yeah. I, you can imagine that was actually fairly tough. <laughs> I had to go to class sober the whole night. Um, but no, it, I, it was 100% worth it. And also, like, uh, like it's just, it, it, building up to the attempt, it's just the best I've, I've ever felt in my life. Like, just like, I just, it just felt so lucid. Like, and I'm not saying drinking, like, just drinking was that. It was obviously the fact that I was also running twice a day or like once a day. I was running a lot. Yeah. I was running, I was uh, running a lot. Um, I actually really got into running. I plan on kind of pursuing that actually now oh, that's cool. as like another kind of thing on the side. But yeah, um, yeah. running as well, like, so just essentially being active, eating fairly well, not drinking alcohol. Uh, that, those are all parts that kind of, in this 50 day preparation around it was about 50 days led me to to believe that i was like i was able to do this that's awesome that drink sounds really interesting so yeah yeah, yeah. how does it make you feel exactly yeah. yes i mean like i i really wanted to emphasize but obviously like people can think what they want i don't think it's a placebo um when i first had it it like kind of so the, the components are this kind of black currant that's only found in new zealand so it's a new zealand company mm-hmm. actually uh founded in new zealand uh, it's also got this uh, L-theanine. It's a calming component in green tea, um, but it's also like semi-stimulating. Uh, this whole thing's caffeine-free. Oh yeah, another thing to mention: I did the whole thing caffeine-free oh, wow. for twenty-four yeah. hours. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like that, that was a big part of it. The fact that I didn't have to yeah, drink anything to, yeah. to to maintain like to, to be stimulated, which is really really cool. Yeah. So yeah, L-theanine, um, pine bark extract. Which apparently has these these cognitive you know effects mm-hmm. uh, or like effects on your cognition. Uh, so I I, th- I believe it's probably a couple other ingredients that go in there, but th- those are the main ones to me that I think uh, are important in initiating what we call that yeah, that flow state. Um, so I had that I, I have it in the form usually it comes it comes as a powder and I put that in smoothies mm-hmm. and I drink that in the morning after a run. Um, but it also comes in the form of just this drink and you can literally have like a third of the drink in your field with like the effects for, for like a keeping session. I don't know, I just, I'm just, I just get in that state uh, fa- fairly quickly, there's something about it. Uh, there are probably other ways to get into it, I mean there, there, are, lo- there are loads of su- supplements out there that we, that we call nootropics. Um, so stuff that, you know, like, um, I mean there are some more unconventional ones like modafinil and stuff that exist, but like other ones like there is a lot of research in like Panax ginseng, like stuff like that. And I, d- I did a fair amount of research, but obviously my uncle is the main guy that knows this stuff. Um, but I thought, okay, I need to make sure that I, I can do this, you know, I can have this sustained cognition for a, for a, a you know, 24 hour period is a long time. But I don't know the last time I did in all night until that attempt. <laughs> yeah, so out of the 24 hours, like how, how long were you up for? How many breaks did you have? What was yeah. the kind of like structure mm-hmm. of all of that? Yeah. So yeah, I, I was up for 24 hours. Uh, yeah, I actually ended up taking, I think, so going into the attempt, I thought I can probably allow myself for an hour and a half of breaks um, to beat the 5,800. 
actually ended up only doing an hour 15, 75 minutes of breaks throughout the entire 24 hours. Um, which thinking back, that's not really not much. That's crazy, at, at time, yeah, that's not much. At the time, like it kind of, it's just the fact that when you know that when that clock's ticking, like when you're stopping, when you're breaking, you know that you know your time, your average time per salt is going up. You know, going up is like yeah. So as soon as long as you you're breaking. So your average, your average was about fifteen seconds with breaks, was it? Twelve point yeah, five. Twelve point five with breaks. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's inspections. I'm I'm fairly proud of that. I think I probably could have pushed it to so for a fair amount of time during the attempt. It actually managed to put, like managed to keep it below twelve for the entire attempt, and then it kind of pushed over twelve. Um, between four and six, I, I struggled. I did struggle. Um, one hundred percent. I like it's kind of it's just starting to just go a bit insane. Not like like Cody I was fine. I was like I'm good. But I'm just tired and my wrists were really in pain. And there's no way that I could have kind of you know like for for seeing that I was like okay I'm going to go in and I'll probably get some pain. But what can I do? And that's kind of what the, I'm kind of glad that's the way I approached it. I didn't as much I could have done for my wrists. Maybe, maybe there, there are some like wrist braces I could have worn. But what I did is like, during like one of my, or a couple, couple of my breaks, I put them under some cold water. And that helped a bit. Um, but yeah, and also like, later on during the attempt, whenever I took a break, when I came back to it, it really had to like get back into the, into the, like the state of it again, into that flow state. It, took, it, it was a lot harder. Before I could take like a 20 minute, I think my longest break was an 18 minute break during the attempt and the rest of them were like, you know, five, yeah. six minutes. Um, and like, yeah, after a 20 minute break, like that was fine. But later on, I'd literally take like a three minute break and I'd come back and I'd be like, like okay, I need to do this again, like we need to solve. Um, but like the previous world record holder, uh, Eric Lineback, he, uh, and that, yeah, like I said, that's, that, that was a long time ago, that was uh, 2013. He said that he started going a bit insane towards the end. He said that uh, like his mind wasn't really comprehending what he was doing, but his hands were. And I think that, that serves to emphasize a lot about muscle memory, though. I think that's really, really cool. And when I told my uncle that, he was like, wow, that's so interesting. Mm. I, I, I imagine to a neuroscientist, that is really interesting. The idea that he didn't kind of comprehend it, but his hands did. Um, but anyway, I've never had any of that. I, the whole way through, I felt very, very fine. It was just like tiredness, a bit of fatigue between four and six. And then between six and eight, for some reason, it's like some of the, my best solving of the entire attempt. I just somehow oh, like wow. was back in the flow. I think I had a bit of an adrenaline rush knowing that I was actually finally reaching the end. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask like mentally, how was it towards the end? Was it just, you know, was it just really uncomfortable and you couldn't wait to finish? Like, could you describe like your your I, mental state throughout the whole thing? So, like, yeah, I think that, so in terms of my mentality, a big thing to worth noting is I got the world record with four and a half hours to spare. So it, like, yeah, so I reached 5,801. Yeah, with, with like four and a half hours to spare, which obviously meant that's a huge weight taken on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, in a way, it helped, in a way, it hindered because at that point I was like, well, I've done, I've got it now. Like, why, why do I need to keep solving? But then I thought, okay, I need to kind of smash it. Um, but also, there was this, uh, this idea, this fact that it's quite interesting was that this guy called Roe Hessler from the US, he actually attempted this world record. Um, I don't know when, maybe in 2016, or maybe, maybe, maybe even earlier. And he, he beat it, he got 6,680, but for some reason it didn't, it wasn't allowed by Guinness. Uh, he, he even had an adjudicator there, but it wasn't allowed by Guinness, which was really interesting. But what it meant was, Cubas, uh, so this whole thing was being live streamed, Cubas in the group chat, they were like, okay, it's not, not the real record though, is it? You know, the real record of 6,680. So even though that wasn't actually officially recognised as the world record, to, to a Cuba, that's still the world record. So to me, I was like, 
okay, I actually do need to really mm-hmm. kind of beat that as well to, 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 to truly feel gratified with this record. So that's what I did. Uh, yeah, I beat that with about an hour to spare, I believe. I, actually, I don't really know that last, that last part's a bit of a blur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, like mentally, it was fairly challenging. But um, definitely not as challenging as I thought it would be, I think. Um, yeah, like between four and six, I just remember it being hard, but not like, and not once I think, oh, I should probably give up. Like the whole, the whole way through it was fine. And then between six and eight, for some reason, it was just absolutely fine. And actually, worth noting as well, as soon as the, um, the attempts kind of ended, uh, I, I was whisked away to do loads of like PR stuff and like speak to loads of news outlets and stuff. So I was like just kind of having to, you know, be myself after not having slept for. Oh, on, on the same day. So as yeah, soon as I finished the no sleep, really. As soon as I, yeah. Was BBC one of those? Like, BBC that, BBC no, one, BBC no. was a couple of days later. Yeah, okay. that, that yeah, was really yeah. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, because I, I, was, I was in a pretty decent state for that one. No, I mean, yeah. like, it was some interviews with like Reuters and some other news outlets. Okay, okay. Uh, all, but like all the photos you see, yeah. me holding the thing, everything like that, we like holding hold the certificate. All of those are that. That was straight after the. <laughs> So you're tired. <laughs> yeah, how long did you how long did you sleep for after that? Like? Yeah, so actually I had work the next day. Okay. So I finished the attempt, did all these kind of PR interviews, these uh, these things, and then I went straight home, had a, about three and a half hour nap, I believe. I also napped in a taxi to my house, so probably maybe even even out to about yeah, three hours, forty five minutes, or like something like that. And then I woke up and I had some more interviews to do. <laughs> this time I think it was with the Guardian. And then I went to bed and had to wake up for eight the next day for work. And I just got, I was, I was also worried about that. I was worried about getting back into, back into, into the swimming things, but for some, somehow I just, it, it just worked out really, really well. I don't think it could have gone better. The fact that I got the next day also kind of pushed me to kind of go straight back into, into the, you know, my circadian rhythm, into the, the, the routine of life. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was fairly fun. <laughs> I was intrigued, like who was in the room. So I mean, I looked at the live stream, and so you obviously had maybe just some friends and yeah, your girlfriend. Yeah. I think was there, yeah, support, and, but then also yeah. an actual team to help you, like scramble mm. that kind of stuff. Who, yeah. who, who's in the room, and also where, where was it as well? So yeah, yeah. Cause, I mean, cause, like these guys, like obviously, I can. It's, it's one that I could not have done this without them. Right? Like, yeah, like it completely relied on. Like I kind of knew going in, I was capable of getting the world records. The only thing was the logistics of it was having a constant feed of scrambled cubes, officially scrambled cubes that were meeting all the regulations, and that was the hardest part. Had some uh, some issues with venue, literally about ten hours before the attempt. Um, there were like some venue changes and some issues. Mm-hmm. I was initially going to do it in the Rubik's, uh, is it not the Rubik's, the Guinness World Record office, okay. and then they suddenly didn't let me, so I had to do it in the hotel that was right next to it. Okay. Uh, the St. Giles Hotel at like Tottenham Court Road. Then I was going to do it in their reception, but then that wouldn't work, obviously, because there'd be like a massive queue of people for like like uh, breakfast in the morning and it just wouldn't work. So then they were like, do, any ho- do it in your hotel room. And I was like, my hotel room is tiny. It can, it can barely fit me in, let alone in multiple people. So then I eventually kind of worked it out and we upgraded my hotel room, thanks to Guinness, to uh, a huge, like the biggest one they had that allowed, I mean, it still wasn't that big, then you saw the stream, it wasn't, it wasn't huge. Uh, it just about fitted all of us, uh, like, and it was, yeah, just a, a big table, and uh, that was it, just essentially a big table. Then I had like a couple of beds there, but obviously they weren't in use. <laughs> they were in use for during the night shifts, a couple of, the, couple of people yeah. had a little nap oh, uh, during the world record attempt. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so it was, it eventually, it was in a hotel room, which was uh, very, it was not how I, I just always imagined it, you know, building up to something, especially like, a, like a, uh, something like this, you want to imagine yourself doing it, 
you know, before you can do it, just just to not see you know you have the capability, you know you can do it. This was this wasn't great practice for that because I just didn't know where I was doing it up until you know, yeah, ten hours before it. Um, and then like I forgot something at my house and had to like go grab it, cycle back to back to my house and then back to St Charles. So I actually only ended up getting about six and a half hours sleep before the attempt. Um, I was also nervous, so I, I probably like I I went to bed and then was trying to sleep for like forty five minutes. But I'm like an instant sleeper, so it was like. Worrying for me, I was like, oh my god, I might actually finally get to sleep. I did, and it worked out okay. Um, but yeah, there's a venue change. And then, yes, yeah, so the people that helped me. Um, so I had like, yeah, assigned scramblers working in what I initially said was two to four hour shifts. Some of them ended up staying pretty much the whole time. Really well. Um, yeah. I said, like, they're just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, normally, yeah, two to four hour shifts. And I, what I always had was three people on the go. So there was me, the solver, there was a screen in front of me. So that I couldn't see the scrambles going on on the other side. Uh, it was in the regulation that I could not see who was scrambling, or sort of like the scrambles themselves. And you know, as they're being scrambled, um, and then I had someone here. What we called them like my judge um, because they're kind of like what like they, they kind of took that responsibility as if they would like, in like a keeping competition. So what happened is yeah, so we'd have like these these cubes on the go in front of me, and then as soon as I solved the cube, I'd drop it. And then someone on the other side would reach their hand out and grab it. They'd be following a computer-generated scramble. So all these, all these people were keepers. They were people, people that had the capability to follow computer-generated scrambles. Um, it's it's a kind of like, like a wacky notation. It, it's kind of like following piano music or something like that. It's like a notation that you know. So like, if I look at this scramble right here, you can see that's just like, to me, that's, I can just follow it. So LT. Oh, okay, the top. Yeah. Mm. And then as you can see, it matches the exact net mm. of what's given there. Just at the top, you follow those instructions there? Yeah, follow those, those instructions. Yeah, the nice. There. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool, yeah. cool. So they're constantly um, doing that. So they're constantly cheese. doing that. Yeah. Uh, so they're constantly doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so like, they, 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 so someone was scrambling it, and then the person next to them checking it, making mm. sure that it matched the net, making sure there wasn't a missed scramble. And then, be, we had cube covers. I probably should have brought one, but it's fine. Mm. They had cube covers. They were like um, just essentially like a cardboard like kind of cover that kind of just just fits over the cube. And then the person, my judge, would kind of take it. And a big rule of the the attempt is the fact that I can't see the subsequent the, the next cube as I'm doing my current one. So only as soon as I finished it would they lift the cube cover and reveal the, and reveal the next cube. Um, so yeah, once it was revealed, I'd do the solve. So. And then yeah. they'd take it, yeah. and then it just happened in cycles <laughs> constantly. Um, normally, like because there are a lot of cubes, they'd, have, they'd like for safety have probably like up to like five cubes scrambled at a time mm. to make sure that like if I had a particularly fast solve, I didn't have a couple of, like fours in there and stuff. I oh, really? Fast yeah. Solves, yeah. Um, Do you think you got your record maybe during that? I time? don't believe I got three point. I, I I don't think I got less than three point three. Mm. Inspection time obviously mm. massively hindered everything. Mm. Um, like, or, or lack thereof, like that lack of inspection time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like as soon as yeah, take it, just spin around and around in circles. But yeah, so sometimes they have like five cubes scrambled at a time, six six cubes scrambled at a time to make sure that they had a fast solve. They'd always they'd always be one ready. Um, but yeah, so amazing scramblers and judges are essentially always there. Um, but what was good as well is like obviously the judge didn't need to be a keeper because they're not following scrambles. All they're doing is making sure the cubes covered 
and showing it to me and then as soon as they, they, they can obviously see when the cube's soft <laughs> and the keeper can see that so as soon as it was done they'd lift it um, so what actually happened quite a few times is I'd have a a, a cube some of them were fairly young kid, a kid uh, scrambling on the side their mum would be the one judging me okay, okay, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And obviously my, there's, there's the scramble checker there as well sometimes I'd have the scramble app and the scramble checker both scrambling at the same time um, yeah I mean what's weird is like because I didn't see anything I never really really saw what they were doing <laughs> so that, that's like oh, my grasp yeah, of it is actually as good as like it should be and I was with them for 24 yeah. hours straight I was yeah. really quite the logistics of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of like another like idiosyncrasies of them actually having to get these cubes out there constantly because mm-hmm. all I saw was a scrambled cubes um, so yeah yeah that, that was kind of like, kind of the, the logistics and the uh, Rubik's were there at the very start yeah, yeah. Um, which was lovely mm-hmm. um, so like yeah kind of the, the media manager and um, I think the brand manager now mm-hmm. as well um, yeah, they're both there, which is great for support, and they came at the very end as well to support me. And then my girlfriend was there the whole time, which was amazing. Um, she like it was very, 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 very nice having her having her there, like just like comforting, you know, like knowing like someone, someone you know, someone you love, someone you know, uh, just in the room the whole time. It's it great. Is there someone from Guinness then the whole time observing, checking, there's no cheating going on, that kind of stuff? How does it work uh, with that? Yeah, so yeah. they would they try to get that to happen, yeah. but it's quite hard just to, yeah. keep, to have mm. that have someone there, especially because I we worked outside. I'd finish on Guinness World Record Day, mm. so all the okay. all the um, that that's why it kind of worked out. So that that's why there was a lot of coverage of it as well because like it would happen on Guinness World Record Day. Um, but yeah, like one of the like all the adjudicators were kind of busy uh, during that time at that point, uh, which made it quite annoying. So yeah, mm. that that meant that. Because there was no adjudicator there, I had to ensure that the whole thing was on camera, like that everything would be definitely like on camera and, and like filmed well. Because um, like even if like a ten minute clip's gone, could be just like not allowed. <laughs> um, so what I, what I did was like obviously live streams the entire thing, um, which is really really good. Um, but I also had a Google Nest security camera. Um, which I, obviously I was quite happy that I was able to kind of find that 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 way of doing it, and I had that security camera. Um, like an indoor one, like a wide one, just poked into the wall, just in the corner, filming the entire thing and uploading it all to the cloud. Um, so like that meant that like I just had like a constant feed um, on the cloud of everything that happens from start to finish. That was just like really, really good. Were you surprised you did it as well and actually made it or you thought you'd get it properly? Like It was weird because like I said, I like to visualize stuff before I do it so yeah. I can do it. And yeah. I just was like, I, I can probably set for 24 hours, but I didn't know. That's why I really wanted that security of being in the best shape I've ever been in in my life. So I was like, if, I, if I'm like that, then I know that I can probably set for 24 hours. If you can set for 48 hours, um, or at least famously a student set for like 11 days straight, and that's the world records. Um, I'm right. dying. <laughs> but like, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not I'm, not, I'm not, never going to do over 24 hours of solving in my life uh, again, but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, it, I think, uh, yeah, like, I, I, was, I was fairly happy that it went well, but like, yeah, I was like fairly surprised, just going, I couldn't visualise how it would go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the reaction been like from all your friends in the in this Cuban community, like, how they were responded? Really good, I think, it wasn't, like, the World Record attempt, everyone was like, yeah, that's really cool, like, well done, uh, so it's an old attempt, um, I think, I gained a lot of uh, of praise, which I'm really, which I'm really, really thankful for, for the the subsequent media interviews and stuff like that. Just because it's it's doing it's doing its bit in popularizing cubing, um, and that, that that is what people want at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Cubing it's only getting bigger, but it's gonna get it's gonna be it's gonna get faster to get bigger mm-hmm. if uh, we have people like like me um, able to to kind of voice it to the world. Um, so yeah, I think they 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 were very. Uh, they were, they were very nice in that aspect. Uh, all the cubes were like, yeah, like not nothing. Well, well done on like the way you were kind of 
able to to you know promote queuing um, to non cubers um, So yeah, like that, that that's what I've actually got the most gratification gratification from out of the attempt. The world record is great, very very happy with it, but it's actually the fact that I've been able to promote queuing to to people around the world. So yeah, like I said, only got half a million views on the on the BBC interview. Were you surprised it got that much attention, or? Yes, yeah. because I was in, I was on BBC Breakfast in twenty eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> I was on BBC like news in twenty eighteen, and nothing really came of it. I had a few friends. I had a few pats on the back <laughs> from my friends. That I was like, yeah, that was cool. You're on TV, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it was quite cool. And I've been on TV a fair amount of times subsequently. Um, I was on like this morning as well with Holly and Phil, which is a, oh, okay. a, fair, a fairly watched show. But for some reason, this one they liked it enough yeah. to put it on YouTube mm. as its own clip, put it on TikTok as its own clip, um, and it meant that and, and it got put on Twitter, mm. um, and like it just meant it was shared by more people and viewed by more people. Yeah. Um, so I'm really thankful for whoever thought it was um, it was worth worth putting putting out there more. A month ago, you also set another world record. Talk yeah. a bit about that as well. So, for solving 500 cubes while skateboarding. Yes, the world record is the, the most Rubik's Cube solved while skateboarding or while on a skateboard. I think is the way they wanted it. Um, which I don't know why they said that instead of skateboarding because on a skateboard you could just stand there. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, like the, the, I essentially just thought, like, yeah, like I said, because I was, meant, I was spoken to uh, LinkedIn by Guinness and they said, Set some records, do you want to set some records with us? And I was absolutely. And I thought, let's get skateboarding involved because I've, I've skateboarded my whole life and I don't see many Rubik's Cube skateboarding world records. And I know it's one that is very niche, so it means I can probably get it. <laughs> um, so yeah, this record, this record didn't exist before before I started it. So um, it meant that, like, yeah, it was obviously kind of almost a guarantee. The, the only thing was, like, I had to give myself a target and I gave it as 300. So I did actually, it was like a pretty decent number I needed, I needed to get over in order to get, to get the records. But, uh, but yeah, I managed to get it at the end, which was really, really good. Um, but yeah, so like, I just kind of was like, um, yeah, like that, 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 that's a very niche one. Um, but like, yeah, I think it'd be good, good practice for the, the big world record that I'm going to be doing in about a month. Um, so yeah, I, I did this, this skateboarding one in like October 13th. And then the 24 hour one was on the, on the 9th mm. of November. So it was like, yeah, like it was kind of like, a month in between. It's kind of 500 skateboarding round, like without, you can't take breaks or anything, right? You just kind of have to constantly yeah, yeah, be doing sorry, them. Like, sorry, I mean, so yeah. like, yeah, so the times of, of like the, the record were as long as the skateboard continued to move, the okay. attempts continued. Yes. So I needed to be constantly on the skateboard. Yeah. And like, anytime I put my foot down, or like I leaned on my foot, if I put it down, something like that, it's obvious that like I wasn't still on the skateboard, that would be the attempt to end. Um, so yeah, like it was like quite fairly strict. Um, I, for this one, I had an adjudicator there as well, which was good. Um, so that, 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 that was quite lucky. But yes, yeah, so, so the same kind of concept as the twenty-four hour attempt. I had people that were scrambling, but they were all kind of the way we did it. We did it at Mile Skate Park. Okay. We did it at a skate park, and they were just situated at kind of different points in a circle. And I was just skating in the circle essentially um, for yeah, an hour and forty-five minutes straight. Uh, I was skating in the circle, and whenever I solved the cube, I'd swap. I'd do a straight swap. So they all, they all had their own scrambled cube and I had my solved one. Mm. So whenever I did, I'd just do a swap, and then I'd scramble, then I'd swap, like, sorry, solve, swap, solve, swap. And then as I was solving, obviously they were scrambling for the next one. Um, but it worked out really well. Sometimes, obviously, I'd, do a, I'd have a worse solve, so I'd have to skip the person. Um, so I had to move on to the next one. But yeah, obviously, like, no time limit. As long as I stayed on the board, I could have gone forever. And that's why I kind of ended off at a, a nice number. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, 500, that, that's, that's good. Um, I, I, literally, I definitely could have kept going. I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm, 
done now. Um, my, my legs actually, I was thought they'd feel tight, but I guess the running, the running had helped a bit. And uh, they, they, my legs weren't, weren't tired either, which is good. Was that, was that mentally tiring? Yeah, it was yeah. mentally really. Yeah, no. I definitely, for that one, I'd say I noticed it more than 24 hours and I definitely got in a flow state. Yeah. It, it, genuinely, this sounds great, it felt like 20 minutes. Wow, really interesting. Um, and it, yeah. it was an hour and 44. Yeah. Um, I had like a bottle of a wrapper before, I don't know that. <laughs> Maybe that's something. Yeah. Um, I, I got a good amount of sleep, I got like nine hours sleep before as well, which obviously helps. And it was in the morning, so, uh, yeah. so yeah, it was quite good. So, like, obviously it was kind of the perfect, perfect scenario to, to, do, to do the record. Um, well, actually, no, not in the respect that it was. It would rain overnight. It wasn't raining, but it rained overnight, and that's obviously awful for skateboarding. You're not. You're not. You're never meant to skate in the rain. It ruins your bearings. The stuff that spins okay. the rails, um, and just a, kind of the whole experience. Mm -hmm. um, so I was really worried about that. I thought also, you know, you're more likely to slip mm -hmm. because the the ground's really, really like smooth. So if it's if it's damp, you slip out super easily, and I was really worried about that. As the attempt went on, it dried up, and I just got quite lucky. I didn't. I had no point that I would like, almost fall off, which was good. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, are there any, like, to non-running, non-skateboarding, non kind of, you know, more like the 24-hour challenges that you want to, that you've got your eyes on at the moment? I'm kind of enjoying chilling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, yeah. that, it, it was great for me, and I'm, it, was, it was great to kind of push myself physically and get in the best uh, state I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. uh, now... I want to see, enjoy, like have the uni lifestyle yeah, for a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I like I'll move on to, to yeah, some more records in the future probably. Yeah. Uh, for now, I'm just kind of obviously also having to just get back like, into studying. Like I'm in third year of university, so it's better than my thing. I also work in retail three days a week, oh, yeah. so it just means I'm like no, I'm constantly busy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this, this is nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice yeah. break. Um, it's cool that yeah, it's ended up just getting you funnily enough into running. That wasn't something you were planning. How so you were running twice a day for how many days a week? But once or twice a day. Yeah. I, was, I was running yeah. a fair amount. For for um, seven days a week, like uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Most, no, normally six days a week. That's really good, um, twice a day. A wow, yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. run a bit, but twice a day is awesome. Like, that's, yeah. that's great. Like, when are you I doing that? Really early and late, and well, yeah. when I woke up, yeah. and then sometimes I'd be doing stuff for the, my society. I yeah. joined the running society oh, nice. and yeah. that helps yeah. at my university. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just it was just I just love it. Yeah. I just there's awesome. something about it. Yeah, um, yeah. So like I just thought, yeah, let's let's, let's keep on doing that. Nice. And I kind of maybe maybe pursuing that a bit in mm. the future. Um, but like it just requires you to be like in like just very 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 healthy. Mm. Um, and I want to enjoy uni a bit more. <laughs> like I want to like still like drink my friends and stuff. And, yeah. You know, like that ties into the running enough. You know, we'll mm. see. But uh, but yeah. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're in third year uni. Yeah, well, I'm just kind of wondering you know, what kind of the plans are now in terms of you know finishing uni and yeah. you know all the Cuban stuff you do. What any plans for the next? I'm afraid to say, probably not much Cuban. Mm. Uh, I got I got to commit to my studies, so I'm going to be uh, definitely pursuing a career in the Rubik's Cube, 100. percent um, So like, I, I'm, and I'm still going to continue my contract this year as like a Rubik's ambassador and everything like that. Because um, I, I love being a Rubik's ambassador, and um, it's, 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 I, it's, I, I love it. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm going to keep keep on doing that, um, but I won't be able to do too much for them until May when I finish, and then I'm going to do as much as I can. And I'm going to really try and pursue a career in cubing. Probably not competitive cubing, just like going to competitions, but a lot of like the stuff that I've been doing, like the BBC and stuff mm -hmm. like that, kind of like media appearances. That's what I love, yeah. like presenting. I, I'd love to do like that kind of presenter type mm -hmm. thing because I love. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like it be a full time thing. That's the that's potentially. Yeah, yeah, I, th nice. I think what I want to do is something something in social media because that's obviously that's the way to go now. Mm. Like as much as I love TV and like work on TV, like I've really enjoyed that. I hate to say it, it's kind of a dying trade. Mm. Kind of uh, people don't watch TV as much as they used to. Mm. 
um, people will spend much more time on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, it's sad to say. Yeah. I, don't, I don't actually. I don't even actually uh, use TikTok because I think it's quite can be fairly mm. fairly detrimental in a way. But I also think that it's an excellent way to get to uh, network and stuff like that. So I'm like aware of its of uh, how you know special it is, how necessary it is. I'm also quite careful of it. <laughs> I think it's better, it's easy to be on there for an hour and like you're just being like subjected to just like this overstimulation constantly of like this like oh this video's gonna make you cry, this one's gonna make you laugh, this one's gonna make you, you know, yeah, um cringe. You know, it's like all these different videos in a row and it's like, wow. That's <laughs> a lot. So like I'm cautious of it but like I think TikTok's the probably the way to go. I'll probably end up doing like work for the Rubik's brands with TikTok or something like that. Yeah, we'll see. Nice, yeah. awesome. Um, I don't know if you want to finish with some kind of another yeah. dem- demo or something like that. Yeah, sure. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Scramble so uh, one Scramble one Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to try like a one-handed or some unusual thing or yeah, whatever, do, whatever's, whatever's best. I'm trying to think I should do that for one-handed. I'll do 200 one-handed Maybe we should ask as well, is there anything else interesting about the, about the challenge or... That you kind uh, of want yeah. to share or anything else I haven't asked? I think we yeah. nice to touch on everything. Yeah. I don't know how long that was. <laughs> so we're around 35 minutes at the okay, moment. Okay, so, it's, um, it's, uh, <laughs> um, all right. I'll do, I'll do this one, yeah, just two handers. Uh, nice, awesome. Yeah, pretty good. All right, do you want to have a go at this one? One handers. Yeah. Yeah, these cubes are really they, nice, they right? They turn very like, well, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Is this yeah. just what brand's this? Like that's a uh, okay. Oh, they're all different, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They have very very niche names now. They, they used to not, but obviously they've just got like as they released more, it's now become like yeah, you need like a very very niche name to <laughs> to do it. Okay. Oh. Very nice. Can you do one blindfolded? That's what I've, I've wanted before. Yeah, so yeah, I can do blindfolded solving, yeah. but I'm not good at it. Yeah. I'm very, very yeah. out of practice. Yeah. What I often do to like uh, to non-cubers mm. is I'll go like, um, I'll do like a behind the back one. Okay. So like, yeah. this is a scramble that I know that I can solve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so sure. So I'll just go like. Go ahead. Awesome. <laughs> so that, that, that's quite cool. People, people, people like that the way that looks, but that's it's, cool. it's not as much skill as just the regular silver, to be honest. Yeah, nice. Nice. Um, there's like people do like like Ruby's Cube Magic, so it's like something like that. Or, oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Like okay. Find your back. Um, that, that's a good solving kind of thing. That, that, that's obviously what got me into it as well. Like I used to do like Ruby's Cube Magic was becoming a trend, and I was like, oh, I'll just do Ruby's Cube. But yeah. Do, do you still do any magic or card tricks or anymore uh, at the moment? No, 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 that makes everyone made it happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, like I couldn't done it with without my girlfriend, without the scramblers. Mm. So this guy called AJ Green, like he, pro- I quote, I pro- it probably wouldn't happen without him. Mm. Like he, he, he was like just a scrambler and a judge, but he did, he did, he was so much more than that. Like he did everything in terms of like reassuring me, making sure that it would happen on the day. Uh, so yeah, credit to him as well. But like credit to everyone because like it, I was the soul, but that's all I was, you know. 
Uh, and sometimes I feel a bit guilty that I got all the credit, you know, like I'm the person on the on the news articles, but it was them as well. Like they're, they were the ones that made it happen, you know. Um, but yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, congratulations. Thanks for coming back. Great to chat again. And Thank you. Hope to yeah. see you at one point again when you do another world record. Let's yeah. chat again. Cheers. Thank yeah. you so much. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you enjoyed the human podcast, please consider subscribing. I hope to see you soon.